We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here. Old man Andres Hell repping his socks today. Hurt, got my Big Hurt jersey on today. <laughs> I was just watching Big Hurt in a very old geriatric looking commercial. Yeah. And Cole the, was the tired. The new The new Genix shit. <laughs> Cole was like, can we take this shit off of ESPN right now? <laughs> he was tired of watching the Big Hurt. So, uh, yeah. Shout out to the White Sox. My Yankees. Best team in baseball. But today, we're here to talk boxing. The only thing not going on in Vegas this weekend. Right. So, should be a good show. Still tons of stuff to talk about. Canelo going on his full press tour with Triple G, trying to hype up the fight. Ended up having more beef with Ryan Garcia than Triple G. So, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Jake Paul and who he may or may not be fighting. And if Tommy Fury is now Tommy Fumbles again. And then we'll talk about Bam Rodriguez, who's just, I mean, we list off all these young stars and the four princes of boxing and everything. And this kid is just taking out legends like it's, it's going out of style. I'm trying to see if in my budget, Disney will clear me to do a Gore the God Butcher edit for Bam Rodriguez. <laughs> Bam just taking out boxing legends. If he was signed to top rank, I could swing it. So trying to get that done. But man, this guy's just knocking off legends left and right. And looks like he's going to be one of the best boxers for the next decade. Because he's way ahead of the curve. So we'll talk about him in a little while as well. But where I want to start off with this show, Dre. We didn't get to this last show. Because you got a lot to talk about (laughs) hip-hop-wise when you weren't here. I I think I ruffled a few feathers on that last show. A little bit, a little bit. People... You know, people don't like expert Dre too much. Give a fuck. How about that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I do not care. I've paid these dues. I'm going to talk my shit. I'm usually humble, but there's certain things. That, but your timeline inspired this opening segment. Oh, and what did I do now? In a roundabout way. One, I'm chilling. Like, I'm trying to relax yesterday. I was like, yo, it's a crazy week. Let me scroll through Twitter. The first thing that pops up, BT Uncut. Oh, why is BT Uncut on my Twitter feed randomly 
in the year 2022? I don't know. Special time. It is you. <laughs> it, was, it, it wasn't me. It was uh, somebody had tweeted an old video, and I think, I can't remember which one it was. And I was like, oh, yeah, as long as it was cheeks, cheeks in the video, it. it was on BET Uncut. And then your mentions, everything else, it just <laughs> kept going. And someone was like, man, I missed the what that thing smelled like video. And they Yo. post that video there. Uh, oh, somehow, wow. you know, the guy who rapped about uh, white girls. Yes, I know Casey. Mighty <laughs> Casey? I knew Casey. I met him in, in New York. Oh, He's a writer, too. He's Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah, so I, was like, I believe it. When I met him, I was like, <laughs> I, New York is weird because like when you're in industry events or semi-industry events, you meet people that you're like, well, I don't know. And I was, I was like, Mighty Casey? And he was with my boy Don <laughs> Will from Tanya Morgan. And I was like, all right. I was like, for real? He was like, yeah, I just did it as a joke and it took off. It's a classic. White girls. White girls. But I, Don't I, tell Minister Farrakhan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Oh, man. Dr. Umar could really remix that in like 2022. Just Umar faces. Oh, that'd be impeccable. So, I was like, it's not about BET Uncut, unfortunately. No. It's about BET as a whole. And oh, it reminded me, the other thing you missed the BT Awards. I ain't watched that shit. I know you didn't. Mm-mm. So I came prepared on this show. Oh, God. Some of the winners of the 2022 BT Awards. Who cares who wins at the BT Awards anymore? Seriously. It's your previous employer. I don't know. They still got an award show. I'm just, I don't know who votes for these. That's my biggest problem. I voted for them once upon a time. Did you now? When I was in the media, they used to they have certain media that voted for awards. So, oh, shit. So I still have my. Packet from 2008. I found it. My voter packet. Because people were like, is it intern? No, I was at DX and they sent me a voter packet and I was on the voting committee for the BC Awards. Oh, that's dope. All the shit I voted for didn't win. It was like, <laughs> somehow, it was like a... a You're doing a, write-in ballots and shit. Yo, it was a list and had Dilla on there. And I was like, Dilla. <laughs> um, and then they sent us the final ballot because you get the first ballot to pick the nominees. The first ballot would have like 60 people. So you got have a, you have to narrow it down with a certain amount of votes. So I'm like, Dilla, Common, to live, none of them made it. I get the list back. It's like them franchise wasn't make the fuck out of here. I ain't voting for none of this shit. I, don't, I can't remember what I voted for, but yeah, they, I was on the voting committee before I worked there. What if I was to tell you oh, shit. in 2022, BT got it right with their awards? I don't know what that means. I will let you know. Right now, best male hip hop artist. Who are the nominees? It is Lil Baby, Future, Yay, Drake, Jack Harlow, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar. See, did, they, did Kendrick win? Kendrick Lamar won. Okay. Okay. This, was, this is what's weird about this. Because usually you do awards and there's a cutoff date. Yeah. His album just came out. Right. He didn't do shit before then. Right. So, I don't know when this voting cutoff date is. <laughs> all right. They sent out this... Award list like last week. Because there's no way it, the the artist that you just named, Kanye dropped his thing last year. Yep. Harlow dropped his several months ago. Little baby, I don't even know how he gets it because he didn't drop an album Features. in the last Future just dropped an album. How Drake dropped September. So I'm not there's not even it doesn't including make sense. Jamaican. Look, when we did the BT Awards, no Drake. I, they had the female rapper award, yep. and it would be like three names. Oh, like, I was getting to that. It was next. Nicki Minaj all the time. It was like the Nicki Minaj award. Female hip hop artist of the year. Who's the nominee? Nicki Minaj, Lotto, Sweetie, Doja Cat, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion. See the Lotto and Megan Thee Stallion. Megan Thee Stallion. 
Even though I think Lotto probably cut him. Meg but, did, did Meg drop an album? Couple singles. Lotto dropped an album. She did drop an album. There's, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> just, it's there's no criteria. It's female like, R and B. Oh Lord. Chloe Bailey, Mary J. Blige, her, Summer Walker, Doja Cat, Ari Lennox, Jasmine Sullivan. Ooh. Her or Doja Cat? No, Jasmine Sullivan. She had the best R&B album. But that, that, again, it was <laughs> January 2021 was when Hotels dropped. A year and a half? Yes. Oh, well. I don't know if they count last year. Her didn't drop an album. Yo, what is going on? <laughs> They just picking albums and just like who, whenever we feel like you dropped it. There's no criteria. This is stupid. They had Sportsman's albums. Excuse um, me? Sportsman of the year. All right. It went to Steph Curry. So this literally was voted on last week because he just won the chip. There, dog, <laughs> there's no, this is ridiculous. There is no way to create ballots in like he just won the championship. Just won. If he didn't win, would he have still won? If Cole's won? team would have handled business. It would have been Jason Tatum. But that means who voted for this stuff. Yeah. Uh, best new artist, Lotto. She gets her award. What it, I've, I've always had this problem with BET. What does a new artist mean? This is problematic because Benny the Butcher is one of the nominees. Benny's not new. For best new album. No. Neither is Lotto. I mean, at least Lotto's blown. Like, Benny's been around at least for four years well, in hip-hop. But Lotto was Miss Mulatto on the rap game, and then yeah. she disappeared for a while, came back as Lotto. Went from rapping as rapping to... New, I'm just, new rhymes, new body. <laughs> you said it. Um, <laughs> it's all right. There's no wrong. I never understood the best. It's just like the freshman list on XXL. Even though now, I'm like, I don't know who all... These, they must be freshmen, because stuff them all in lockers. The biggest thing, and they had, like, best group, all this stuff, whatever. Silk Sonic won everything. Like everything they were nominated for, Silk Sonic best album. They won album, album of the year. They won best group. Um, Anderson Pot got best director for a music video. Um, Can I give you a hot take? Silk Sonic album is not that good. Really? I enjoy. It. I Again, think it's good. I don't think it's good enough to sweep, value on, sweep no. everything. Yeah. No, I thought it was a good album. I yeah. It got what? a little annoying after like three weeks, but that's me with everything, Bruno Mars. They play it out on the radio, and then I just like it sours me on the song. I don't like. I think it's a good album. Do not get me wrong, but it's sweeping everything, and I'm like swept everything. I don't think it's the best R and B album. They treat like it's the best R and B album of the decade. It's not that good. It's good. What did it beat? Probably albums from like 2019 because BT don't give a fuck. They just what? When'd you put out an album? Two, this this century? <laughs> it beats Certified Lover Boy, Donda, Hotels. Her Back of My Mind, Planet Her, Doja Cat, Call Me If You Get Lost, Tyler, was the runner-up, according to this list. Runner-up? Um, they put it, like, in order, so, so that came in second. Certified Lover Boy, no. Um, <laughs> That's last on this list, but yeah. <laughs> right, but it should have been Tyler, the Creator. Had the best album. Yeah, it came runner-up. And it was, that's just best album? They didn't do best? Oh no, God. no, they didn't break it. Best hip-hop album and best R&B album. I don't care about the BET Awards, dog. What? It's not bad. It's not great either. I didn't even watch it, and I plan to watch it because I still got it. I saw Diddy did this whole. Everything. That's the last thing to talk about. Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah, I, Sean Puffick Holmes. They didn't give it to Ray J. <laughs> Ray J was eating a cup of noodles <laughs> like a legend in mid award show, and he was eating it over the cup because you can't get the splatter on the suit. 
If you've never had to lean in and eat your cup of noodles over, come on. Look, you saw my, on. my you question on Twitter. You don't know struggle if you haven't done that. He shouldn't struggle. He's rich. And he, he's all right. It keeps him grounded. That's the key. You'd be like, yo, I'm hungry. They're like, sir, would you like some caviar? Or we have this no, no, charcuterie look, tray. Again. He's like, yo, heat up t- top ramen right now. W- and, and he had the cup of noodles where you got to scrape the, the veggies off the oh, top because those are horrible. Throw those away and then heat it up. Look, I worked at BT. I don't know if things <laughs> would still work the same. My question, as soon as I saw it, was like, who the fuck heated up those noodles? <laughs> My first question, I was like, what poor PA did they get back there? It was like, Ray J in, in aisle 17 needs a cup of noodles. That means they had to have a cup of noodles, first of all. This is my problem with it. You can't eat everybody's cup of noodles. I am, my daughter is the worst top ramen maker of all time. History, history, history. She takes two packets, puts it in one bowl, puts mad water in it, heats it up for six minutes. That's not, that's, what is that? And tosses the water out completely and then season packet. And the water, the, the noodles are like mush. Like yeah. six, it is the worst noodle making of all. The noodles got to be time. al dente. Yes, the noodles got to be al dente. I'm not big. Three minute, thirty seconds exactly. I and mean, then I, you got to pour out half the water and then add the seasoning. I boil mine in a pot. Uh, oh, you all? Yeah, I do. It oh, in you a don't pot. even do microwave. Yeah, I don't like doing the microwave, but you gotta. Yeah, you have to have the right noodle to water ratio yep. and the right seasoning packet. And I always put hot sauce in mine. It's just it's just how it rolls. That's right. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's, Tabasco, that's, I don't care. That's, that's Louisiana hot sauce, I don't care. <laughs> I did the first time I did this because my I was sick and my pops was like, "This will clear your sinuses." And he made me some beef top ramen, no, Oriental top ramen Ooh. when it was still Oriental. Yeah, which is very racist and wrong. <laughs> so he made Oriental top ramen, put a ton of hot sauce in it, and pepper. I took a, a bite, my nose just blew out because I was like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, and for that point, I was like, "This is actually pretty tasty." <laughs> so if you ever see me with a some top ramen. Is, Can't awesome. trust anyone who eats the shrimp flavor. No, the, I, I, the, <laughs> you don't eat the shrimp or the pork. No, the pork is horrible. No, it's beef and chicken. Yeah. Don't it, deviate. No, you, if you move on from that, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. But Oriental did slap occasionally. But yeah, Ray J, yeah. nonetheless, just made his great week better. It, it wasn't eating. great. Was Ray J's week... Ray J was bad at verses. Because Bobby Valentino <laughs> and them sung him under the damn table on his own shit. And they weren't singing overly great. No, they weren't. <laughs> but it, and then he became a meme, because that's what Ray J is these days, a meme running in place. Yeah. <laughs> and then he shows up to the BET Awards. holding a baby. Has to watch his sister on stage with Jack Harlow while he's eating a cup of noodles. To be fair, Jack Harlow just learned that was his sister like a month ago. Hey, and, and what they do? Ray J ain't on that goddamn stage. Ray J... So we had this debate, y'all, about <laughs> who is more popular or famous. What's the word that you use? In the year 2022, Ray J is a bigger star than Brandy. No. Brandy still remains a bigger star than Ray J. Ray J is more infamous. Brandy ain't done. Okay. Infamous. But. Famous. Star power. Ray J is a bigger star than Brandy today. Ray J is a bigger star to, to us as black people. Yeah, he ain't more talented. Hey, ain't, ain't no white people checking for Ray J. White people still checking for Brandy? Yes. I, know, again, she was just... Loosely know who Brandy is. She was just a star on network television in the Queen show. Like, if you are if you can get... Look... Is here, that getting here, a second season? Because I don't know nobody who watched here, that. No, it's not. Here's the, 
I mean, it had Queen Latifah, whatever. It's you just, know how many seasons Ray J has been on of loving hip hop? That doesn't count. Ten years. Look, look. Ray his, Jay, his shows don't get canceled, baby. Uh, he's back every year. He's on reality television. But That's here, syndication. Here's the thing about Ray J. Look, I, Ray J's infamous. Ray J was the backup to a versus. He wasn't even the headliner. Yeah, they did him dirty there. No, he ain't. He ain't got no material. Brandy's never going to be backup on anybody's versus. Her and no. Monica's versus was big. Yeah. And she has twice as many followers on social media as Ray J as well. All right. That's that's significant when Brand it's not like yes. Brandy's 20. No, no. Brandy's no. in her 40s. Sure. I gotta see the back end numbers. I don't believe followers. Followers can be purchased, Dre. They can. I but, need to see engagement. But what about Ray I J? need to see? Well, I mean, his followers are probably definitely bought. <laughs> he bought that with the Scooty bike money. I was about to say, the Scooty bike <laughs> the and the flip glasses. That broke? Ray Yo, J, look, he has look. so many iconic moments it's, in the past 10 years. Brandy has done nothing the past 15 years, and Ray J has done everything. No, no, Brandy's done People can say stuff. whatever they want about the sex tape. It's like the biggest sex tape of all time. Yeah, and it made, made Kim Kardashian. It made Ray J. Ray J was a co-star in that sex tape. He was in it. That's great. But, you know, people that were watching it, at first it was like, because let's be honest here. As black people, like, who the fuck is Kim Kardashian? 100%. And then Ray J did that. And we was like, ooh, who's Kim Kardashian? And then we all was Somewhat. like, all right, Ray J, see you later. And the next thing we know, Ray J singing by himself in Floyd Mayweather's living room, playing the piano, singing One Wish, while Kim Kardashian becomes a megastar. Sure. I mean, she had a whole different machine behind her. I'm just saying, Ray J, nothing happened. Ray J didn't have like a hit single after that. Ray J, he went immediately into For the Love of Ray J. Yeah, it was a couple years after that, and he did For the Love of Ray J, yeah, which was fine. Like two years. I mean, something I mean, happened. I mean, look, it's like saying— It was very minute like, compared to the it's like Kardashian. Fla- Flavor Flav is more famous, right? Flavor Love was a big deal. It was. It's still a big deal. Ain't nobody checking for Flavor Flav now. No. It's reality TV. Ray J is more relevant still than Flavor Flav now. Mm. And on For the Love of Ray J, it gave one of my favorite TV movies. Moments of all time. What, Smash the Homie? Danger, Smash the Homie. Where is Danger? <laughs> Someone with a giant tiger tattoo on her face before, and a very shaped yo, up mustache. Before Danger, you could spot her anywhere because you'd be like, dude, she's got a... Her and Mike Tyson, face tattoos. It was just yeah. them two. Now it's like I... Everybody has everybody a face tattoo. Yeah. I feel wrong because I don't have a face tattoo. That's, that's one of those times really, like as a teen, like I had to sit back and contemplate. Like... Is a mustache a deal breaker? Because <laughs> I was like, she is somewhat like when you watch the show enough, you'd be like, yo, she is low-key sexy. But this mustache is very prominent. Yeah, she needed wax. I didn't even it looked like she got it handled too. It wasn't like just randomly growing. Like she definitely sat down like a barbershop like you do, and they just tss, 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 yeah. right there. I mean, I thought, you know, there was a second there, I thought she would have like the evil mustache. <laughs> just curls at the end. She completely leaned into that. I think she might have had hairy armpits too. It really just made me question like a lot of things where I just thought like never. Like, and then I was like, she is kind of sexy. She continuously progressed through the show. And I was just like, yuck. Maybe he's all right with hairy armpits. And I was just like, like man, I just thought like maybe some grown man shit I ain't on yet. I just, but now I'm a grown ass man and I still nah. I can't. It ain't for me. Me watching Danger on... I don't know how we got here. We talked about, <laughs> about Danger. We still ain't talking about Puff. But no, we, we just went to Ray J. But I always felt like as the season progressed in Ray J, and I was just like, did she take a shower this episode? Like, that's how she came off to me. 100%. Yeah, it's like, oh, she stinks. 100%. And she would be like, the finest juices and berries. Like, mm-hmm. Mm. Nope. 
No, she wears natural deodorant. Like, but for like three days. Like, it's just one of those things where she was like, no, nah, I'm good. I got deodorant. I got a shower today. She smashed she the homie, like, so she's doing something right? Or the homie's doing something very wrong. I, I'll go with the homies are doing something wrong. <laughs> and that DJ, I think, went on to like be like a pretty good DJ that she smashed. It was Ray J's like DJ friend. <laughs> oh, but the song that came out of that, Ray J got classic moments, Dre. He has no class- People bring up Moesha. Name one classic Moesha line. I mean, I'll wait. Everybody- we all know Danger smashed the homies. Yeah, but what did that get Ray J? Scooney Bikes? It got him more famous than his sister. He's not more famous than his sister. Who's got more money? Oh, she got more money. I leave some bad. I'm just saying. I mean, she, he is infamous for all the wrong reasons. Publishing and shit stacks up, Dre. That's that's what I'm all saying. All the wrong, like Ray she J, has like legit. Ray, she's more talented. Look, she has better music. I'm not debating the quality of their work. I'm just saying. His has made him more famous. Like, Ray J rode in on Brandy's coattails. Oh, hands In the baby video. I'll never forget. The baby <laughs> video, and everybody's like, who's that, Brandy's brother? I remember being watching as a kid, and I was like, oh, my God. These girls like him. And then as he got older, he ends up on Moesha. Like, he'd been riding Brandy's coattails for all these years. And then one day, he was like, I'm a big boy. I'm going to do my own thing. He's like, I'm going to make a sex tape. And it was like, I know Brandy's like, what are you doing? I'm going to be famous one way or another because I can't sing. I can't dance. What am this I doing? Shit worked. Like, <laughs> he, he found a way to make a living. I ain't mad at him finding a way to make a living. And he's he, been on reality TV for 16 straight years. I don't, I don't know if that's great. Like, I don't know what. You, I mean, you're in the loop. So? Like, Nene Leakes is she's graduated, right? What does she do now? She's, she did, like, Glee. But she's got so much money from Real Housewives of Atlanta that she no longer has to, has to do reality TV. God, like Ray J. Four different faces. Ray J. Yes, she, she does. She, <laughs> she paid for them all. Yeah, yeah, she did. But Ray J Spend comes that home. Money. He probably makes like 20 grand a show, maybe. Him and Princess. Yeah. And then he comes home and he's like, oh, I'm broke. Because these Scooney Bikes ain't taking off. Ain't yeah. nobody buying these flip bad What else? He had, he, he's, he had a, a, he's a little no, annoying brother. No, that was Soldier Boy with the fake PlayStation. Yeah, that was Soldier Boy with that. Yeah. Soldier yeah. Boy got bread. He does. Good Ray, J has, Ray J has Brandy's residual life. <laughs> like, ugh. He's better than that. More no, he's Ray not. He's not talented. The people that listen to our show would not agree. I'll give you that. But those who do not listen to my show <laughs> would be the ones that agree with me. Because you got to go to, like, the masses. Like, the people who listen to our show are too smart and, like, highbrow. And they, like, remember Moesha. Yes. The boy is mine. And, like, Moesha. Moesha. Those are classics. Everyone does not drink. She is Ray J's sister. Anyway, oh. before we hit the break, like we're supposed to, Puff got the Lifetime Achievement Award. Raping you records. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing online, if you weren't watching this live, neither was I necessarily. I caught up afterwards on YouTube. But someone got absolutely crushed because they were like, Puff is bringing out everyone that he did wrong and he's giving them this platform to perform. He bought a shine during the performances. All this stuff. He was like, he's such a great figure Sweet in hip hop. Jesus, somebody said that. That was a tweet. They damn near ran this poor girl off Twitter. <laughs> she was like, people can't change. No, no, no. no. Look, man. No. I don't. On, I still dog. don't know if Biggie's family got his publishing. Like, you think Shine got paid to do the BET Awards? No, no. I, don't, I don't even know where Shine is living right now. So maybe he got paid in like some foreign currency. Like. No, man. Jada threatened to drop a refrigerator yeah. on this man. 
At a certain point, I don't even know the logistics of that. At a certain point, you gotta let bygones be bygones, right? Or else you hold that hate in your heart, you're gonna explode. Jada wanted to throw a refrigerator on Diddy for so long, and he was like, you know what? There's not a building tall, tall enough, and there ain't a Samsung refrigerator that I can find that can kill this. <laughs> so instead, I'm just gonna squash it and move on with my life. Yep. But all everybody that's ever been with Diddy, I said the same thing. Like, I remember, remember Mark Curry? Yeah. So Mark Curry came to my office. I was just listening to Bad Boy for Life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I ain't seen him since. Bro, if I could find it, because I had a flip cam when I worked at BET. And I have this interview with Mark Curry where he just roasts Diddy about publishing, about his contract. And I'll, I'll never forget this. He was talking about Craig Mack and he was talking about himself. And he said, there was a contract where I had my contract to do videos and everything we had to rent, we had to rent from Diddy, including towels. He charged us like $100 a towel out of... Our money, and we had to rent it from him. They didn't rent it from the store down. They, 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 the car rentals were Diddy's cars. They had to pay their money to Diddy to rent his cars. The fuck you signed me for? <laughs> like, right. It's, but it's like you're making money off of me, and then you're making money again off of me. Because if anybody doesn't know the music industry, you get an advance. Yeah. But people forget. It's called an advance. you got to pay it back. But if you're getting... Things put on top of it, if your advance is like six figures and you don't sell six figures worth of albums, which those numbers get manipulated. These poor artists get raped. And then they, they come back and then Diddy's like, oh, you want to do a video? Yeah, so if you want to rent this car, it'll be like six Gs. Now we're going to tack that on top of that plus interest. Diddy's murking people. So no, he's not a nice guy. He's just, <laughs> he's rich. He's wealthy. And at a certain point, you just got to be like, you got to sever your ties. You got to move on with your life because if you get... Like, where's, where's making the band? Where, where, where's day 26? They were not invited. No, Total wasn't either. No. Total definitely could have fit. I mean, they had, uh, Lil' Kim was there. And she continuously does the robot dance. Because she don't knows she's it. a meme now. She knows it. I like, love but Kim, I, but... I hate that she's playing into it, I though. I know, I know. It's kind of like real whack when you play into it. Yeah, it's like, when the joke is on you and then you become the joke. Yeah. You want to let people know that you're in on the joke. People don't care about the joke anymore. No, no, it's all bad. But she was there. Sean was there. It's one of those things where he announced his new label, Love. Don't nobody care. It's all R&B. Nobody was, was Cassie there? No. So this is funny. <laughs> so he has a tribute to his ex who passed away. Yes. Other his children. Great tribute. That was kind of hard touching. And then Young Miami, oh. who I believe is dating him, is wilding out in the crowd. She brought a sign. Like, this shit was WrestleMania. You go get him, baby. B-A-B-I. On the sign. Like, she's crazy, right? Holding up the sign. And then at the end of this heartfelt speech, he does, like, this whole thing, like, oh, and I want to thank Cassie for being there with me through this hard time and consoling me. Do you think J-Lo? No. No, just when he lost his ex. Like, Cassie was there, I guess. And then I'm just like... sure she was. I was like, I'm not sure about this timeline. But I think, like... When, you know, he lost his ex, Cassie was already with her husband and like mm. four months away from being pregnant. Like, what are you trying to do here? So Puff always has secondary motives. Yeah. <laughs> he plants in a couple seeds there. But young Miami looked like a clown in the audience. All that goes to say, Puff is like, and I don't mean this due to current scandals, but he is definitely the Vince McMahon 
of hip hop. Yes. <clears throat> Anytime he gets a chance to be on stage, he gonna act the ass. Yeah. Kanye went up there with a a, a face stocking, full Darth Vader, <laughs> sweating bullets. Puff was sweating bullets. Ain't have nothing on. Kanye's under a sock to intro Puff. Everything's a fiasco. Everything's crazy. It's the Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, I was like, this shit is perfect for BET. Of course it is. So here's my favorite story about Puff. So I moved to New York, and uh, Kim Osario, former editor of The Source, lives down the street from me. So he helped me get the job at BET. We were really good friends. And Kim was married to uh, Royce Five Nines manager, Kino. So one day I go over to Kim's house. We used to, me and my wife used to always go over to Kino and Kim's house to watch boxing. Go figure. And that's how me and Royce got cool because Royce is a big boxing fan. But I'm over at Kim's house. And it was a random night. And we were talking. I can't remember what we were talking about. Puff's birthday was coming up. And uh, Kim was showing me an old photo album. Like all these art. I was just like, God damn. It was like, it was like an artifact. So you big everybody. She was with, you know, in the industry at the time. And uh, Diddy was having a party for Notorious. The movie was coming out. Oh, okay. It was sponsored by Hennessy. I went. It was great. It was sponsored by Hennessy. Yeah, it was sponsored by Hennessy. Drank a lot of Hennessy. <laughs> that was woo. dark times. <laughs> okay. Um, so she, she was like, Andrea, said, you want to go to Diddy's birthday party? So of course I want to go to Diddy's birthday party. Like in the Hamptons or whatever. I, for some reason, it didn't pan out. So like a few weeks later, I'd ask Kim. I was like, how old is Diddy? And Kim was like, well, I've been to his 40th birthday party six times. Yep. She's like, he, said he has the same year birthday every year. And she was like, who's going to tell him he, he's not 40 anymore? <laughs> like, or it was 30 or whatever 30, age it was. Yeah. 30, it's 30th birthday party. And he was like, I think it's like 39. He said like seven 30th birthday parties. <laughs> and nobody's ever going to tell Diddy he's wrong. And I was like, sounds about right. That's an amazing level of wealth that I strive. I have you whatever age I want. Hey, I'm telling me something. 30th birthday party, yeah. I know his real age. Did he's what, like 53? Currently, he's 53. Yeah. I thought, but back my, then, there was no Wikipedia. My dad turns 54 this year. They went to school all their lives together. Went to Mount St. Michael's. Uh, he's my godfather's best man. I have two godfathers. One of my godfathers. Um, he was, my godfather got married, I don't know, 10 years ago now. My dad was best man and Puff was best man. And they had co-best men. Um, Diddy was not giving up that spotlight no. at that wedding. And to be did he fair, sample somebody else's wedding on the way there too? <laughs> to be fair, my uncle, shout out to my uncle Chuck Bone, my godfather. He like, I ain't gonna tell Diddy not to be my best man either. Like those gifts, the bachelor party, hell nah. Sponsored by Ciroc. Yeah, you better bring that private jet. Yep. So uh, it's fun. Like when I met my wife and took her to New York for the first time, she walks in my grandma's house, and my grandma, you know, old black ladies are. They love having shit for the family, like, oh, yeah. on the walls. Yeah. So, like, she has a wall and a corner and another wall for my aunt. Diplomas, graduations, all this shit. My dad got a corner. <laughs> just, just one corner. So, she has pictures on this corner. And the biggest picture on my dad's corner is the picture from that wedding. And my dad hates it. And he's just like, he's like, put that up because Puff's in it. <laughs> it's like, just so people see, like, Puff's in it. And my dad's always had, like, an ongoing rivalry with Puff. This shit is so funny. I think they buried the hatchet a couple of years ago. I, I went so. to play softball. And uh, they were both playing softball. I was like, all right, cool. Like, it's good. Puff's a, a funny guy, though. Like, knowing him all my life, never did anything bad of me. He's just funny. 
like uh, it's all my interactions. He's it's weird because he's like nice, but I don't know if it's on purpose or it's like some rich person shit. But with ninety percent of people in his life, maybe ninety five, he always acts like he forgot who the fuck you are. Hmm. You could see him three weeks ago, chilling, dapping up, play ball. You see him in three weeks, like on some random shit. Like you walk into the office, like hey. Yeah. Oh, I think I know you. Motherfucker, I just talked to you. He's rich. You don't if he really is, like, maybe life goes at a different speed for him. But now he gets the BET Lifetime Achievement Award. So shout out to Puff. Let's hit our break. Come back. Wrap this up by talking boxing. No fight this weekend, but a big fight to recap from last weekend. Plus some other hijinks in the boxing world. Don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. All right, just that quick, we are back. Time to talk boxing. Dre, I want to start with Canelo. Him and Triple G on a war tour. Going around, trying to promote this fight. Eddie Hearn has come on record and said this fight would be bigger than Spence and Crawford if it happened. He's incorrect. <laughs> They're trying to treat it that way. They went to my Yankees stadium in the Bronx throughout the first pitch. Kind of. Had a stare down at home plate. They've, I think, been to London on another tour stop. Or maybe they were L.A. L.A. was the first tour stop. They're trying to get eyes and drum up interest in this fight. And I don't think people care. I do. No, people care. This is a big fight. You think? Oh, yeah. This is a big fight. Because they've been to war twice. And Canelo just lost. And Triple G just won by smoking Murata. Yep. And now these two have, there's, there's legitimate heat there. Like legitimate heat. I know that from the zone. And we got Triple G and he wanted Canelo. And Canelo was like, I don't fight that motherfucker. Like, I don't want to fight him. So people want to see this fight. Mexican Independence Day. Yep. People want to see this fight. It's a big fight. Here's the key when, you, when it's compared to Spence and Crawford. I don't think it's a bigger fight. If you gave me... Whatever the pay-per-view cost said, I can only pick one. I'm picking Spence and Crawford because I haven't seen them fight. And that's like watching Mayweather and Pacquiao in their heyday, right? That's how big that fight is from a talent perspective. However, the fact that Canelo Triple G happens first, where do you put Canelo Spence in terms of what date? Because you can't do it too close to Thanksgiving because those never do well. After Thanksgiving, it's a wrap. That's a Halloween card. No, it's too... It's... You don't... You want to keep it as far off of Mexican Independence Day as possible. Because people, you want people to come back to Vegas. You get six weeks. That's tough. Well, I mean, People come to Vegas for Halloween sometimes anyway. Like, Halloween's like a pretty good party date in Vegas. So, like, you'll have people performing here on the Strip. You'll have a Chris Brown with a residency. You'll have, I don't know, whoever the fuck, Floyd. Like, Floyd will be there. Like, people like Vegas Halloween. And that's usually like the end point, right? Like the parties are pretty much damn near done. You go into the holidays in Vegas after Halloween. You put a Halloween weekend and it's a holiday here. Yeah, Nevada Day. Nevada Day. So you have that. So it's pretty much a three-day three weekend for a lot of people locally. 
I feel like that's the the perfect spot. And it's six weeks after Canelo takes over the city. The only thing that'll trip you up, and maybe maybe not. Like if the Raiders are here, maybe that helps. It could. Because if you have a good Raiders game, yeah. I don't know the schedule. Cole, can you see the Raiders schedule for me? If you have like Raiders Chiefs, yes. Raiders Chargers, like you got a good Raiders game the weekend of the 31st, no, you just piggyback. That's smart. And it, it's just, it's like, it's But really, you got to give it space. Yeah, because people are going to spend all their money to pay-per-view because it's its own pay-per-view. Yeah. People are coming to Vegas. Then you ask them to come back. You don't want to make people make those decisions. Yeah. But. Even though the crowds are a bit different. They're a bit different. But it, if you're a boxing. On the road for Halloween. Well. Okay. The week after. Because that's, that's the other date that usually works. First week of November. November, yeah. If, if Raiders in town. I don't know. But they've done. On the road, back to back. Jesus. They've done Tank October 24th, two years in a row. Pay-per-views. Yeah. Um, I remember the one was October 21st, one was October 31st. And then October 31st one is where he sent Leo Santa Cruz to hell because I used like a Halloween caption no. on ringside. So I remember that was on Halloween. So they love putting a pay-per-view that last week of October. So that's when you got to do it. And that's... That's the only thing that'll prevent it from selling more. So then you got to sign pretty quick. Exactly. So Canelo and Triple G are doing everything right now. Right now, press tours, showing up places. There's legitimate heat between those two. So as you get closer to the fight, and in a strange way, it helps that Canelo lost because now Triple G's back in the picture. Like, well, maybe, maybe he can get him. Because if Canelo just washed out Bival, like if he wiped him out, then people would think he's going to wipe out Triple G. Yeah. Level of interest might fall, but now. It's a competitive fight. It's vulnerable. I always said it was going to be a competitive fight anyway. But I, I, the vitriol is funny, but the best part about the vitriol is how it's gone from Canelo and Triple G to Canelo and Ryan Garcia. And I don't think... Okay, I can't say that. Because Ryan... Ryan just be picking shit against people he knows will drum up interest, right? Like He's trolling. Yes. He, he understands social media and the workings of the world very well. He picked Roley. So, like, what's wrong? 20K on Roley. And he got enough coverage off that stupid-ass bet to justify the 20K he lost. Yeah. Kept him in the news cycle. And then he picked against Devin Haney, picked Cambosis. Now he says, oh, I just have a feeling Triple G is going to win this fight. Trolling. Canelo did not take kindly to this. Yo, <laughs> Canelo's looking at like his little brother and was like, you left the gym, you motherfucker. Like, you know, Canelo just starts cursing in his brain. Like, he's mad. And he's like, he's just mad and... Like, Canelo said he's just mad he's no more he's no more in the team. But he's a little kid. My advice is to focus on your career. Win a world title first. Then talk about other people. Because you've accomplished nothing. He's not wrong. Not wrong. And then Ryan, Ryan Garcia came back because like, I didn't get to pick up an opponent like Matthew Hatton, right? But, dude, you're barking up the wrong tree with Canelo, Ryan. Like, relax. Relax. Because it's not like you're, yes, you're undefeated. But, which we'll talk about in a minute, you're kind of sliding down these under-25 rankings. Like, you're, you need to destroy Fortuna because Haney's ran past you. Shakur's ran past you. Boots, I would say, has gone past him. Virgil Ortiz Jr. Yeah, I mean, was he ahead of them? Yeah, I think a lot of people, when you talked about the four kings of like, the yeah, lightweights, yeah. and you just talked about in general and stu- superstars, but Ryan's performances haven't wowed us I mean, he stopped Luke. He, Roma how, didn't stop that Luke. That was January. That was two of, fights ago, though. But that was January of last year. Sure, but it was only two fights no, ago. I, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying. And this last guy felt his power in the second round and ran. Yes, 
But when you talk like that, like, let's be honest about Ryan. Ryan's vulnerable. He fights yeah. Tank, he could get hurt. He could beat him too. I was about to say, I think he could also it's, beat It's a hell of a fight. Ryan's vulnerable, but yet underrated. Yes, people look at the pretty boy looks yeah, and all that. He's very like, disrespected ah. yeah. compared to his skill. But the, pro- the problem is, is like, Canelo's an all-time great. Yeah. Chill out. <laughs> Slow down. And you left that. You're with Goosen now. And good fit. It's a good, it's a good fit being offensive, but Ryan's got to work on his defense. But the other thing about Reynoso's gym is like, everybody's leaving Reynoso's gym all of a sudden. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there, but. I mean, Canelo takes a lot of time, right? Like. Yeah. When you fight three, four times a year and you're constantly in it, like. It's like Diddy. Yeah. Hey, you got beats for that album? That's your beat? No, it's mine now. Yep. Oh, no. I, I need time in the gym. Well, Canelo's here. Get out. It don't matter who you are. I'm sure Ryan hated that. I'm closing the studio. Yep. <laughs> like, it had to be like that. <laughs> Just closing the gym. Uh, those two having beef is silly. I don't know how long it'll last. They'll make up. Like everything. I don't know. Canelo seems like a really. He's, he like, holds a grudge. He's a bitter man. We've seen that with Triple G. Yeah, he's bitter. But no, I, I think when Ryan wins and he'll be like, man, you know, that you just really want it best for me, you push me, and then Canelo will be like, all right, cool. He'll say that after he loses. I don't think he'll say that while he's winning. I think the more Ryan wins, he'll grow bigger balls and talk more shit. <laughs> Not to Canelo, though. Right. I, I feel like they'll, you know, finally grow apart. This is still kind of fresh. It is. In terms of, like, the split. So, we'll see. Again, Ryan picked Triple G. Canelo's asked. Hey, if Ryan fought Tank, who do you have? Yes, Tank. <laughs> Canelo oddly really likes Tank. He does. Davis is a fighter. I mean, they what, fight similar. What's not to like about a guy who knocks people out? It's really fun to watch. Tank just ain't fought nobody. That's the only problem with Tank. Other than that, he passes the eye test, but you know, gotta fight yep. somebody. Canelo, I was a fan of Tank, and then on the opposite end of things, we have Jake Paul, Tommy Fury. Not necessarily a real boxing match, but it's a real boxing match. <laughs> Uh, according to the pay-per-view price. And everything looked like it was a go for August 6th. We talked about the fight. We did like this whole hubba baloo of, oh, finally he's fighting a boxer. Is this a boxer? And then now we don't even know if Tommy Fury can come into the country. It seems as though Ryan, or excuse me, Jake, Jake's lawyers are under depression. All Tommy has to do is go to embassy, correct some paperwork, get his visa. He was just in the States three months, three weeks ago. Yeah. It could be as simple as that. Maybe or maybe not. But one thing I do know, he wasn't under MTK Global. No, it doesn't matter though. Like how far is the six degrees of separation we can to add, block somebody? We can add anybody that's been in touch. I mean, that's, that's, that was an empire. Like we have referred to MTK Global on this podcast and we're like, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> in hushed tones. Because <laughs> everybody knows it was the worst kept secret of boxing. Yeah. So now, if, if you're connected in some way, and obviously, if, if Daddy Fury, Tommy Fury, I mean, Tyson Fury, you're t- Tommy Fury. You're connected. Yeah. Somebody's getting questioned. Well, I don't know. If this is the case. I'm spilling all the beans. Well, here, here, I got two mil on the table. Here, I just ain't never coming back. Here's the danger, though. Well, here's, here's the problem that I have. If you're Showtime, you're Nikisa, who's MVP promotion CEO, and you're booking this fight, and they, you announce the date first. Before you had an opponent. Obviously, you're negotiating. Yeah. But you announced the date. So now you got to hold to that date at the Garden. Amanda Serrano found an opponent. No red flag went off when you said Tommy Fury. Like, nobody was like, are you sure you can get in the country? Did anybody ask this question? And now it's like we're getting approaching the fight date. Dude, we're a month away from this fight happening. 
It might not be a fight. Jay gonna fight somebody. You know, you know they need to roll off the cocaine table? Oh, oh, Jr. The, the problem ass. is, though, Woo. he ain't making weight in, in five years. You years. think Jake cares? I mean, maybe. Look, Do you want to fight Anderson Silva on five weeks? No, notice? absolutely not. That fight will not, that won't be it. But you, if you fight Chavez Jr., you can immediately say, oh, I beat him too. Now we can fight. But you need a camp, like, to prepare for Anderson Silva. Yes. You don't necessarily need a camp to beat up. To wake up, who says Chavez from his coke dream and be like, hey, come on, let's. let's 500,000, right? Now. Yeah, here, here. He's like, well, how much, how much coke can that buy me? I'm sorry, Chavez Jr. I mean, I don't think the man hides it. No. Like, I don't know if there's an apology needed if he's like proudly like doing whatever. Fuck you know who's wants. not going to that fight? Chavez Sr. Oh, he'll be there. No, he won't. Man, just he won't because off. he's embarrassed. He's over it with his son. Super. You lose, like, you lose to Anderson Silva. It's like, you lose to that kid? And you're Chavez, one of the greatest fighters of all time. You watch your son beat up by a YouTuber? It's bad news. Yeah, he ain't coming. What if Jake stopped him? He probably would. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, That'd be magnificent. But that's the fight the to me. The boxing world wouldn't know what the fuck. I, I, don't th- I don't think. I've that, been calling for that fight since the end of the last fight. It needs to happen. But I, I, at this point. I don't think it sells crazy. I mean, I don't think the Tommy Fury fight sells crazy. You think? I think it does all right. But I think you put Chavez Jr. in that spot, it does a little less, but I don't think it's that bad. Does this help or hurt sales if they can pull it together? The Chavez Jr. fight? No. This uh, Fury fight? Like if Fury, if they show up Monday and say, all's resolved, press conference on Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think with a lot with Jake Paul, it's like his is on a week-to-week basis on how he promotes the fight. The names aren't going to do it alone. So he's going to have to be, he's going to have to get busy. Like they have to get busy with a press conference. We got to get with the media. We need more quotes. Like, Jake does a great job on social media, but you need Tommy to do something. Yeah. Like the, Ty- the Tyron Woodley fight did not do well. Tommy going completely dark and not saying anything hurts more than anything. Yeah. But he probably can't because, you know. Lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, you thought we weren't around still? You just have a guy, big-ass guy from London just looming over him? Hovering. Oh, my God. He was probably ready to snitch, too. Like, what? And then a big-ass guy just comes, like, behind him, like, no, no, no. You keep your mouth shut, Tommy. And he's just, all right. Yes. Yes, Mr. Fumble. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, nah, we'll see how all that plays out. One fight that did happen, though. One of boxing's young stars who, listen, took a bigger step into stardom than I, I thought we were going to see. It's Jesse Bam Rodriguez, where, I mean, 112-pound... It is like his weight class. Won a weight even. And then randomly last year, took a fight at 115. Short notice. Wins the WBC title. Just look around like, okay. He's like, all right, I want to go back down to 112. And then now, comes up. And we, we talked a lot about the... Struggles Chocolatito had when he moved up and his losses, how brutal they were. Jesse had none of those. No. Dude. So at Sporting News, we did our 25 under 25 list. Devin Haney, Shakur Stevenson, Tiafimo Lopez, Virgil Ortiz, no, Jerron Boutinis, Virgil Ortiz Jr., Ryan Garcia, Mauricio Lara, Bam Rodriguez. And I immediately said on our, my Fighting Word show, we fucked up. Bam might be number three. Yeah. 
I mean, current, current wins. If you look at what he did, yes. he fought Quadras on seven days' notice, two weight classes up, and, not, and dropped him and beat him. It wasn't even close. No. 117, 110 on two scorecards. I think there was another scorecard. People were like, fuck out of here. He could have sat back with the WBC Super Flyweight Championship and said, uh, let me take another fight to see how comfortable I am with this weight. This was a short notice fight. Quadras is pretty good. So, no, fight Sorung Visai. The guy who beat the shit out of Chocolatito twice? Yeah, that guy. It's like, all right. <laughs> and not only he, because the reason why I say this is if anybody who didn't watch the fight, go watch this fight. He went in there from the, oh, he just beat the shit out of him. One way traffic. Like, dropped him in the seventh, finished him in the eighth. I've never seen Soaring Beside get his ass whooped like this. You seen him get hurt? Yeah, he got dragged. <laughs> Bam came in there and was just like, I'm going to beat the shit out of this man. The bell rings, he goes across the ring. He hits him with a combination. Storm backs up. And I, it, immediately, I, I tweeted. Uh, I was like, oh, he's come to fight. Yeah. Because this is a fight you, I wouldn't expect him to take. He is 22 years old. Youngest, Youngest champion. champion and that means he won't just be on the 25 under 25 list this year. He'll be on it next year. Year after. And the year after that. Whereas Haney and everybody he'll, else age out. He'll be number one. Oh, yeah. Every year for the next three. Unless he slips on a banana peel. Like, Shakur Stevenson was immediately like, mm, I want to see him in the monster at some yep. point. And I'm like, in two years, so that yep. probably could happen. And now the path is he's got the extension with Matchroom. So now you, you fight the winner of Chocolatito and Estrada. And you fight the other one. Yeah. Just to be like. Just because. Dude, Chocolatito was just the number one pound for pound fight in the world. Yep. Estrada was just in the top 10. Quadros gave both of them a problem. Jordan Vasai beat up Chocolatito. Bam runs through all those guys. That's a star. The only problem is he doesn't want to stay because Joshua Franco's at 115. Yeah. But and he was like, he deserves a title shot before me. Look, Eddie would be like, how much you want? Yeah. Sorry. Take your young ass and you get your ass in this ring and beat people up. Franco would move to 118. Dude. <laughs> like, there's another division. Let him move around. I, I would feel very comfortable putting him at three or four. Like, Devin at number one is, he's the undisputed champion. He's a champion. He's locked. Shakur is a virtuoso. Like, he, he's going to be here for a long I time. I could put Shakur over. You could. I wouldn't even argue with that. But then after that, I don't know. Because Tiafimo, inactivity, Cambosis lost. He slipped. Yeah, like, he got to show me mentally. Right. Virgil Ortiz, he doesn't have a win this big. No. Boots. Mo Hooker. Neither is Boots. Right? No. Boots passes the eye test. Like, he's beat, like, Tessio Clayton. He doesn't have a bigger win. No. As Quadras. No. No. That's what I'm saying. They aren't world champions. Like, when Bam won... I put him at number eight. Well, our team put him at number eight because I was like, well, there's potential here. Fighting anybody on a week's notice who's a world champion, yep. two divisions up, he deserves to be on this list. But Marisha Lara beat up Josh Warrington. I was like, I can't put him any higher than that because prior to that, if, even if you look at his Wikipedia page, none of those guys have links. <laughs> like, yeah, they, don't yeah. even, they don't even exist. But now he's beat two guys. He's for real. It just happened faster than any of us expected. So, yeah. in next year, he's probably the best fighter on the 25. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Like, there's only three of them who are legit world champions. Yeah. Like, real belts. No made-up shit. So, it's one of those, like, all right, you're behind them. And then maybe Tio, but, like, Tio's gone. So, Tio ages out. Devin ages out. There's only so many people in front of you. Yep. So, no, I, I think bright future. Eddie Hearn seems to know how to market him. Again, for a smaller guy, they packed out the place in San Antonio. Yeah. Like, 
you couldn't tell me that wasn't like a Charlo homecoming fight or something. Like, you know, like he put butts in seats. You came to watch the kid fight. Yeah, good undercard. Yeah. So they they put the right machine behind the kid, and I'm interested to see what he does. Um, you know, with Matchroom, and Eddie Hearn mentioned this, he's like, it seems like some of the U.S. promoters are trying to, like, f- freeze me out. And we've heard from several, Bob Arum, um, Leonard Ellerby, not his biggest fan. No, he wants to fight him. Yeah. <laughs> so it comes down to, like, sooner or later, you need your star to, like, play ball though right like you need to cross some street and if pbc ain't willing to work with you top ranks not like stuff gets a little a little shifty after a while but figure that out when it happens yeah right now but you got a star right now right now they have all the little guys eddie hearn's yeah. done a good job with francisco like he's got all those guys so he can for the next year or two he runs them through them and then it's like well he's got all the titles so somebody gonna have to fight him somebody gonna be a mandatory somewhere bam rodriguez is the truth Yes, one hell of a fight there. And that's pretty much the world of boxing. We don't have anything like crazy to preview. Nope. Um, hopefully it stays quiet over the weekend while we hang out, enjoy pro wrestling here in Vegas, enjoy UFC here in Vegas. Then we get back at it next week when we start making the push because Ryan Garcia's fight is right around the corner now. So that, we should have some more fights becoming finalized. It looks like Teofimo might finalize his fight here in a second in his return bout. and. Again, we're all on watch for Crawford versus Spence. Yeah, hurry up and announce that shit. Yeah, and when that breaks, it, it's going to be crazy. So, plenty of boxing to come down the road. But for today, that was pretty much our show. We'll keep it short. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Art Studios in the Wind Resort in Las Vegas. Everybody in the booth. Producer Cole, baby. Antoine. Nasty Nestor's in the booth still. I had to make sure he's over there. He's in a Brian's seat where I can never see anyone. Thank you to everyone over there. Follow us wherever you guys get your podcasts and on social media. We appreciate you all. Till next time, we're out. Peace. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.